Welcome to the desert of the real. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window, or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. Good morning and welcome to the Removing Confusion podcast. November the 1st, 2021. I'm your host, Tom Richardson. To realize that liars do not fear the truth if there are enough liars. That the devil is just one man with a plan, but evil. True evil is a collaboration of men. From the formerly Fox network TV show The X-Files There's some very strong truth in there that we don't maybe realize when we look at our world around us and wonder what is going on How do they get away with the things that they do How do the people in power seem to be Flipping another switch every time you turn around. Today, I'm not going to go deep on any subject. I just want to look at a whole bunch and just show you if you're, if you know, because it's, it's overwhelming. And I don't want people to be overwhelmed. I do want you to be, you know, uh, anchored in Christ, anchored in God, anchored in the Bible, anchored in your faith. But don't be blindsided by the ignorance and the craziness that's going on around us because that's what they want us to do. They want us to just roll over and say, okay, take care of us, master. I uh, played a clip the other day, a long one, of of Ronald Reagan when he said, you know, basically in, in a nutshell, and I'm paraphrasing like always, that, you know, yeah, there's a way we can, you know, we all be happy. Just capitulate, just lay over, roll over, say, okay, take us down. The United States can't afford to do that as a nation, as a people, as an idea, as a, uh, the, the, the whole concept of what we are or what we were formed in the beginning to be has been wiped out in a few years. Eight years of Obama, eight years of Bush, eight years of Clinton. You know, those years took a toll on us. Four years of Bush before, you know, Trump, the Trump years, you know, they didn't fix everything. There's no way. I mean, he did a lot. He could have done a lot more. But he was 
hang, what do you call that? Hamstrung. He had one hand tied behind his back. And it was like trying to fight off a, a swarm of, of hornets because these people just came at him and came at him and came at him. Now, he handled things not so well a lot of times. But, you know, if we were in that position, would it be worse? <laughs> With me, it probably would have been. I've heard a guy uh, I like quite a bit. His name is John Moore. He goes by the Liberty Man, and you can find him at johnmoorethelibertyman.com. He's got a plethora of stuff on his website worthy of looking at. You know, anything from prepper stuff to news stuff. He does a podcast like three hours a day, five days a week, and he shows up on other programs I listen to. He's made a, 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 a pinpoint at, at a clip I want to play you of Candace Owens, a, a, a very intelligent lady. Her analysis on a lot of things is spot on. And uh, we've talked before. I, I said the other day, I, I honestly believe they want to federalize everything from the federal government. That is not how it was designed. We were not to be federalized the states were to run the states and the central government was small to you know keep balance in there but the states would take care of themselves all of a sudden the federal government became this welfare granny that was taking care of, oh here you know you need another quarter sonny you know well if you don't do what i tell you though you're not getting it But Candace made a point, and, and I know John Moore has just alluded to it, and they've never really gotten around to it. This is about three or four minutes long worth listening to uh, where she makes a few points, and we'll come back afterwards. Enjoy. Is Candace Owens shocked? We're about to find out. She's the host of Candace, and we're very happy to have her on tonight. Candace Owens, I just don't, I don't want you to be hysterical about this crime thing, okay? <laughs> it, by the way, I'm just asking, can you get taxpayers to build a wall around your house and call in the National Guard to protect you as Cortez and the rest of the Congress did? I cannot, unfortunately. And I will tell oh. you, I am live from D.C. tonight, Tucker, and I have to tell you that Miss AOC led a protest in front of the White House today about climate change. She was in a crowd of people, maybe about 500 people. It's 98 degrees. And our therapy must be working, is my point. I mean, I can't imagine yeah. suddenly you're terrified to be around groups of people. The insurrection was so bad, and then you just host an insurrection outside of the White House. Um, and so it's, it's just ridiculous. So she's such an actress. But I do want to point this out, because I think it's so frustrating. Uh, definitely people outside Outside of, outside of um, uh, D.C. are looking at the situation and going, we all know what this is. We all know that AOC is a bad actress, but do the Republicans know this? So they actually know, recognize that AOC is actually doing a very good job because what her job is, is to act and to pretend and to distract while they work. The Democrats are working. I've said this in this program before, and I will say it again in very clear terms. They are working to federalize the police force. The Democrats are working to federalize the police force. Okay, so what AOC is doing right now is making 
sure that people don't pay attention to the crime and pay attention to instead the white supremacy boogeyman. It's the same thing when you look at Kamala Harris. Everyone's, oh my gosh, what's she doing? Nothing at the border. Yes, nothing at the border is Kamala Harris's job. Her job is to make sure there's an influx of illegals coming in. The Democrats are winning right now. So at the same time that we're mocking her, we have to recognize that AOC is actually winning because she's accomplishing what she's meant to accomplish. Get people focused on white supremacy. Get people focused on the insurrectionists while at the same time they federalize the police force and they change the fundamental demographics of this country to make sure that they can also simultaneously federalize elections down the line. Get it? Federalize, federalize, federalize. Some people will sit there and say, well, that's not a bad thing, is it? Yeah, we need somebody to run stuff and do it right and all that kind of malarkey. Um, But that's not how our system's set up. You know, let's look at it real quickly. From the grassroots bottom of our uh, political system or our, our society, you have... The, where I live, a township. We have township police force. We have township trustees. You you move a few miles down the road, you have a little town, and uh, some of our cops actually patrol that town. Then you move another couple of miles, you got another little town, and they have their own police force. They have a mayor. They have city councilors, all elected. You know, they have the... The water commissioner, I, they got it all. And these are just little 5,000, 6,000 people towns. You move it into the big cities, and you, as you, you get the idea. As we go along, things may get a little bigger, but they're only taking care. The, the police force from this neighboring town doesn't come into the other town and tell those cops what to do. The mayor in that town doesn't come over here and tell this town what to do. Get it? And then you move up a ladder, the county. You know, you got county commissioners, county sheriff, county whatever. You move up from that, you got the state. The most important people in all this thing, if they really stick to their guns, is the county sheriff. The county sheriff has a lot more power than they want him to think or we even accept. He's a, he, he can tell the feds to get out of his county and don't come back. We got it covered. But see, the feds throw out money, and they buy off. They, oh, here, you want an MRAP? That's a up-armored, up, up uh, big mind-killer machine that the Marines <laughs> Sorry, I forget what MRAP actually stands for. But that's okay. You, you can look it up, M-R-A-P. They're big. They're like tanks. There, there are some places where they've given them the six-wheeled tank deals, like a armored personnel care. These came from the federal government down to the counties, down to the cities. Then they bought you. Here, you want some weapons? Here, we'll give some AR-15s and whatever, you know, MP5s, all that good stuff. But you're beholden to us now. When we say jump, you jump. Or when we say jump, like my dad used to say, if when I say jump, you better ask how high. That kind of thing. So that's what happens is the autonomy of the county, city, township, whatever, is washed away by the feds taking over. 
And she said a mouthful. AOC's doing exactly what she wants. They're not just defunding the police. They're trying to federalize them. You won't look at the FBI right now. Do you trust them? ATF, DEA. Hey, there's good people in there somewhere. But there's a lot of bad apples running the show. Are you ready for them to be in charge of everything and run it like they did the post office? Really? So we're, we're, we're looking down a double barrel here. That's just one thing today. You know, the, the federalization of everything. I said the other day, I believe they want to federalize. And when, when they start to get rid of nurses and doctors because of the vaccination mandates placed on them by Joseph R. Biden Jr., or whatever his name is, uh, I heard somebody, you know, Jen Psaki, his press secretary, you know, the P is actually silent. So it's Jen Psaki. Somebody heard somebody the other day say resident Biden because the P is silent. It's not president. It's resident. He doesn't belong there. He's just, he, it's like a squatter. He found an empty house and he decided to sit in it. It just happens to be the white house this time. It's there illegally and should be gone. I could be blacklisted for that. That's okay. I can take it. Listen to me, though. It's getting out of hand. And there, there's a deluge of bad things coming down the pipe. Now, again, you know Christ? Are you saved? Are you washed in the blood? You don't have to worry about these things, but don't be ignorant of them. That's when it kills me. You sit there and you got preachers and churches and pastors and, and you know, they have your attention for 35, 45 minutes a day. They should give you Bible. They should also give you some stuff that you can live with when you have questions about the world around you. Let's just look at, you know, since we brought, Jen Pasaki up. She's a doubly vaccinated individual. I didn't play my normal opening today. I felt like going back to the Matrix for a while. Just for a minute anyway. I should have done that thinking of this. But I have so many different things that I want to cover. Not just vaxxing people or vaxxed people. But here's the thing. She is double vaccinated and now she's out of work you know, for a couple of weeks because she's got covid Oh, but it's only a slight case, they say. It's only a slight case. Well, let me tell you something. Everywhere in the world, there have been slight cases. Uh, I don't like to use the term asymptomatic, but people who've had COVID and didn't even know it. But if you're asymptomatic, that means you have no symptoms. You probably aren't going to spread it as easily either. Or whoever catches it from you will become asymptomatic as well. There's, there's, that's some medical stuff I heard along the way. But the thing of it is, the vaccine that they call a vaccine is not a vaccine. It's just a shot. Nobody, you know, a dear lady the other day, we were having a conversation. She said, well, you know, they're, if they're putting the COVID in there, why isn't it? I said, they aren't putting it in there. In these shots that you're getting, if you're 
ill-advised enough to go get one. There is no COVID. There is no dead virus in the shot at all. It's not like the flu shot. The flu shot has a dead virus, a dead flu virus in it. They make it with eggs and mess to get it going. But it's processed with the actual sickness, the disease, the virus is in it. The, the mumps, the measles, the smallpox, all that had some kind of the dead virus in it. And your body, seeing even the dead virus, reacted against it. When you get a COVID shot, there isn't any of the coronavirus. Let's put it correctly. Coronavirus in it. It's spike proteins. That makes your body then see the spike proteins and produce more. And you don't need them. And those spike proteins then are breathed out on everybody else. That's why I'm on us unvaccinated people get, get sick from the vaccinated. It's not me infecting them, even though maybe I could. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I know I'm talking in circles a little bit, but you, you got to get the idea that you, you're not getting a shot that contains anything but some kind of Dr. Frankenstein juice. I don't care what your doctor says. I don't care what your preacher says. I don't care what your uh, veterinarian, whoever it may be, your cousin, nephew's neighbor, who tells you, oh, it's great, you need to get one. You No, don't. I'll tell you not to. If you do, I'm not going to disassociate with you. But it's, it's just not a good idea. We don't know what they are. We don't know what they'll do. They've actually come out and said, we, will, we don't know what it'll do to these young kids that we started inoculating today until we give it to them. I played that for you the other day. I gave you a little shot of what, remember when uh, Pelosi said, well, we'll find out what's in the bill. Once we pass it, we'll read it. It's the same thing with this shot. Now they're they're downsizing it. I think it's only a third uh, or thirty percent of the adult dose that they're giving to the kids. But you know, here's the thing: if you weigh two hundred pounds and you go in and they give you the shot, uh, they give the same amount to a, a say like me. I weigh about two hundred. I get the I get the which never will happen. But I get I get the shot. They give me the same dose from what I understand that they'd give to a, a, a woman or a younger, another guy who maybe only weighs 120. There's a significant body mass difference there. How is it going to affect me harder than them? And they're going to do the same with these kids. 30% of the adult dose. There you go. You know, uh, one kid might be 60 pounds. Another one might be 45. Are, does it make sense? Do they weigh you before you get the shot when you go driving through the, the little thing? Or you just right on there, I weigh 135. Go ahead and shoot me. They, they're giving you the same shot they gave the guy in the car in front of you. And do you believe that they're giving shots to people in cars? And even at McDonald's. Uh, okay, I, I don't want to get vaccinated here I'm, I'm going to go on i'm trying to give you an idea though today we're just covering a lot of things covering a lot of different areas because this is what's going to happen 
it's it's coming at us in such a uh <laughs> i mean just one hit after another in the news and these things are not all interconnected but then they 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 kind of do come together in the end <sighs> so that's all we're going to talk about vaccines i hate vaccines i don't even like talking about them I just want you to know. I want you to know. Hey, anyway, let's go on. Let's look at some news. This is just just hit the hit the highlights real quick. There's a there's a volcano that's been erupting and going on now for I think months. <laughs> Have you heard about it? La Palma. La Palma. L A P A L M O. It's over in the Spanish area there somewhere. And this thing has been going on, like I say, for quite some time now. There's a fear. You won't hear this in the mainstream news, I'm sure. But there is a fear of some, or or a concern, let's put it that way. I don't want to say fear, I'll get in trouble. That if this thing busts loose off of the side, it sits on the, uh, sits right on the uh, Atlantic, if it, if it, significant amount of this mountain that's erupting and blowing lava everywhere if it would break loose it could fall into the atlantic ocean and cause a tsunami that would affect significantly our west or i'm sorry our east coast now that's High speculation. I've heard one guy say, nah, you don't have to worry about it. It'd be more down towards, um, what you call it, Brazil or something. But, you know, uh, a tsunami is not a fun thing. You've seen tsunamis that wiped out 250,000 people. Pop, just like that, over in Indonesia a few years back. This the this deal here has been going on for quite some time, and uh, it's not good. The end result is not going to be good, at, at one point or another, for someone, and it's 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 just a a, a situation. You know, I mean, you turn on the news. I haven't heard them say anything on the mainstream news. They don't because it's not really affecting us yet. It's not affecting our election process. It's not affecting the the vaccination thing or whatever. This could be a, a, have another effect, though. La Palma, L-A-P-A-L-M-A. Look it up. Volcano. Venezuela. Let's just run all around the world here real quick. Venezuela looking at a monetary crash of their economic system like Argentina went through, I believe. Venezuela's socialist, Marxist socialists. It's another one of them places that there for the longest time in the last couple of years been seeing empty shelves at the grocery stores. And I'm sure empty pockets on payday. That's not far away, folks. Venezuela. I mean, you know, you're not. We aren't going to walk there. Although they have a caravan of, I don't know, thirty thousand people that are heading for our southern border, that are coming from that area down there in South America, you know, Guatemala, Venezuela, Argentina, Mexico. I'm telling you, uh, where socialism takes over, 
all hell breaks loose. And it's it's not good. I mean, they make it, oh, we're going to take care of you. You're going to have free college. You're going to have free this, free that, free the other thing. We're gonna, You don't even have to go to work anymore. You can sit at home, and the government will pay you because all we got to do is flip the switch, Janet Yellen, from the uh, – she's the Fed head, says, ah, we'll just turn on the presses and run off a bunch of money, and everybody will be in good shape. That's how we fix the economy. That's how you fix it, all right, if you mean fix in, you know, completely – bollocks the thing up beyond repair how about let's go to this one the russians the russians are moving closer to the ukrainian border you know when the iron curtain fell down back in the reagan era it caused a lot of trouble for Russia because they owned all those little Eastern Bloc countries and they had, you know, the whole thing going on, you know, East Germany, the whole, you know. And when that when that wall came down, Russia came down. Now, don't get lulled into some kind of a sleep over that, that they are not still a superpower to be dealt with they are and they haven't sat back and done nothing they've been developing weapons they have what they call czar bomba <laughs> isn't that funny that it's a nuke that could uh it's it's a it's an eradicating nuke i mean this is this is a big bomb uh they've they've come up with all kind of hypersonic missiles you know i talked about hypersonic missiles here and i talked about it in, in another place once a long time ago uh, on a Wednesday night, it was met with some disdain. People say, oh, we don't need to worry about the Russians. Well, yeah, you do. If you want to be alive, if you here's the thing. When you think about the fact that you know, when I brought it up before, the Russians had parked about six nuclear submarines. Now, they're run by nuclear, nuclear uh reactors and they also carry nuclear weapons and they parked about six of them right up in the arctic there above us the missiles the hypersonic missiles those things are traveling best i know fifteen thousand miles an hour fifteen thousand miles per hour that could reach new york city if fired from where they were sitting within 30 minutes and my my dissertation on that was if you had 30 minutes, if you heard the bombs had been, or the missiles had been fired and were on their way, and we have literally no way of stopping a 15,000 mile an hour traveling missile, what would you do? You've got a half an hour. But by the time you hear about it, and you know, if you're like me, I don't have the radio on all day long. You might only have 10 minutes. What do you do? How do you finish out your last 10 minutes on earth before poof? Again, not to worry. See, that's a bad word. I don't use it in the terminology of, oh, I'm so threatening and worried. I'm scared. Chicken little, the sky is falling. If I say the word worry, it's just a word. I try to use different words like concern. 
uh, uh, keep your eyes open kind of things. Know what's going on so you know, you're prepared. You can prepare now. The main thing, preparation. We'll talk about I'm going to write that down so I don't forget before we leave today. Preparation. Preparation. You know, i got a piece of paper right here in front of me because sometimes I say stuff and I don't get around to it. Preparation 101. Let's go on with some more news, though. Okay. Be prepared anyway. Political prisoners. That's what we have being held since January 6th in our nation's capital because they walked into the Capitol building. Now, some people did do stupid stuff. We do not condone that. I don't even condone the idea of being there that day. I'm not against anybody that was. You have the right to be where you want to be and to protest in a peaceful manner. But I do not agree with, you know, when they busted through the windows, some of them, we know those were bad actors. Uh, when they tried to break into the hollowed hall and that poor girl got killed for no reason, really. you got to tell me that this big strapling cop been on the duty for years and years, he's a lieutenant, couldn't just grab her by the scuff of the neck. He had to shoot her in the neck. Disgusting. He should be in prison. He should be, but no, he's exonerated. He's okay. But these political prisoners, they're still being held. Some of them without bail or with bail so high they can never make it. And some of them, uh, I don't even know if they've been arraigned. They just locked them up. It's like Gitmo on the on the on the Potomac. So that's you know, again, I'm trying to give you a picture of, of how many things are going on around us. It's like say, I've said before, drinking water out of a fire hose. Uh, moms and dads are now political terrorists as well, or domestic terrorists is correct terminology. That's what our attorney general says. He's not. I think if you listen to this guy, Merritt Garley, you, you look at him and you think, where did he come from? He used to be a judge. He's a complete loon. You know, they asked him, the one guy held up two pictures, one of January 6th where they broke into the Capitol building and another picture of the uh, Department of the Interior in Washington, D.C., where leftists, leftists, anti, probably not, probably one person there voted for Trump, led by people like AOC, broke into the uh, interior, Department of Interior, and did the same kind of stuff, nothing happened to them. When when pressured by a couple of senators about it, our uh, attorney general in name only, a gyno, I believe I've heard him called, <laughs> attorney general name only, said, oh, I'm not really up to date on that one. I know about January 6th, but the other one, I don't, I don't know. I've not, I've not heard about that, you know, or, or he'll say, I've only, I've only seen what the press has shown. Well, you are the attorney general of the United States. And you mean to tell me you don't know when somebody broke into one of your, your state departments or whatever you call that, you know, one of our, uh, hallowed halls again, it's like being hit in the face with fire hose. Moms are terrorists now. If you go and speak out for your kids, you know, the Virginia governor, that's a race that's going to be 
decided tomorrow, hopefully, and it'll swing the correct way. The Virginia current Virginia governor says parents have no business in public education. They have no business sticking their nose into what we're teaching their kids. They have no business knowing that there's transgender bathrooms in high schools where a boy can just throw on a dress and walk in even though he's not homosexual and rape a girl and did it twice. Is he in jail? No, I don't think so. Or his bail was so low that he got out. You know, and that, that, that will affect those young ladies for their life. Now, you know, they can get over it. Kids are resilient, but so they're, they're at that age, 15, 16, 17, whatever, that a rape can affect them for years and years and decades. But the little scumbag that did it, allegedly, let's say allegedly so we don't get in trouble, he walks free. A guy out there, a kid, 18 years old, out west, I forget where it was now, shot his classmate eight times. Shot a couple of teachers, a couple of students, or whatever. Guess what? He was out on bail the same day. January 6th, guys didn't shoot anybody. Nobody was shot. Guess what? They're still in jail. Boy, they really are some bad actors. Uh, American Airlines cancels 1,400 flights. He called it due to staff shortages and bad weather. Now, bad weather can crop up where you don't expect it. As a former airline employee and married to one, we know this pretty well, and I actually flew a lot at one point in my life. And, you know, you could look out there, and it's, (laughs) man, today is beautiful here. It's a little chilly, but the sun's out. Not a cloud in the sky, except for little white puffy ones up there. But they'll cancel the flight that you're getting ready to get on because it's flying to a place that there's a big storm between you and them. And it's a bummer, man, when you can't get where you're wanting to go, especially if you want to go home. But it's better to wait an hour or whatever you have to do than to end up dead. So bad weather can cause a lot of problems, usually not to this degree, 1,400 canceled flights by a major airline, American Airlines. That's one of the top three. Staff shortages. Why are they having staff shortages? And the staff shortages that are the most predominant to cancel a flight are the flight crew, flight attendants, mechanics, pilots all who have been mandated because they work for an airline to have that shot i don't know if that's it just saying could be okay let's go on china threatening taiwan and people say well so what taiwan's a a reasonably democratic society you know kind of like us they've never been under chinese rule by the way in the recent years People say, well, China's taking back Taiwan. Taiwan never belonged to them. They're taking sovereign soil is what they want to do. And they're they're shaking the sword pretty hard that they're going to do it sooner or later. All they need to do is see a United States that is so weak and spiritless and just move right in. 
because they're Taiwan's counting on us to help them out. But we've got a Chinese capitulator sitting in the White House with his son smoking crack and getting paid by the Chinese Communist Party to not do anything. If I sound a little rough, sorry. Every once in a while I get that way. It's a Monday. Did I say it's Monday? Yes, it is. It's like Monday all day long. Doesn't mean much to me, but most days, sometimes it does. Food shortages. Oh, boy. Go look at the shelves. You can look out of here in the, in the great state of Ohio. They don't look so bad in our smaller towns, but we're not going to let that little nugget get out too far, are we? Because we don't want the big city folks coming down buying all our food. Food shortages are happening. A lot of canned goods are sitting on ships. A lot of canned goods are sitting in, in warehouses with no trucks to get them there. And, folks, there's a shortage of tin and aluminum to make the cans. Oops, who saw that coming? But here it is. That canned corn or canned beans or whatever what are they gonna put it in cardboard doesn't freeze well it doesn't store well either the southern border 30 something thousand people or whatever headed for it right now to crash the border and uh jen pisaki will tell you oh the border is not open it's closed or or the worst thing is we you know biden doesn't have to go there Kamala doesn't have to go there because uh, they already know it's a mess left over from Trump. The guy that was building the wall. Then the loons came in and said, no wall, no oil, no electric, no nothing. You're, you're, you're going to have to just suffer a little bit. We've been, we've had it too good here for too long. Is that enough to get you frustrated? (laughs) I hope so. Because I'm not going to do any more news. I just want to, you know, I want you to see, folks, you know, just because there's so much stuff, volcanoes, earthquakes, um, monetary issues. There's a lady that I saw a video here the other while ago. Catherine Austin Fitz, she used to work for Bush. Don't hold that against her. She's she's actually pretty decent. And she's been, you know, talking about the the all this stuff. She's she's not just uh talking about the uh the the economic problems we face, but where she's also pretty deep into this uh the shot problems and that you can see the 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 deal of it is that when you track things back, they they seem to always end up landing close to this vaccination mandate problem that we have going on. And the reason for that, unfortunately, is it affects everything around us. You know, they sell a lot of plexiglass and plywood. They close a lot of businesses because of a virus that isn't a pandemic. It's bad. It should be dealt with in a respectful manner. But it's not what they made it out to be. They lied all the way through. They lied about its death toll. 
They tried to tell people that 30% of the people who caught it died. 30%. You know how, if, if that number was correct, we'd be in the many millions of people dead. But the 30% were the 30% of people who went into the latest stages of the disease, ended up on the ventilators. 30% of the worst cases of COVID passed away. 70% of them made it. But on the whole, it only had a mortality rate of way less than 1%. But they didn't tell you that. They lied about it until... They got caught enough that did well, you know, might have been, you know, zero point seven or something. It's way lower than that even. If you're if you're eighty and in reasonably good health, you're eighty, you're you're getting up there. And I know an eighty year old that had it and came through it well, and I know a ninety one year old had it and came through it pretty well. But I'm gonna tell you something. If you're 80, you still have a 95% chance of living. If you're 70, you've got about a 97% chance. If you're 60, 50, 40, and on down, you've got about a 99.99% chance of living after COVID. Unless you're morbidly obese, morbidly out of shape, the whole thing, or have a lot of the comorbidities, enough enough folks but see i'm telling you the root of a lot of this stuff that we see happening today started with the virus i mean the the virus didn't maybe they didn't start Let let me rephrase it started before it but they didn't have the the spark to start the fire the covid gave them the spark that started the fire if you look at second thessalonians chapter two uh I know some of my friends out there that that I love dearly and have been around with me a long time. Mike, you listening? Goodness gracious. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Now, if you sit in one of these churches that doesn't like to talk about stuff like this, which is prophecy really. You won't hear too much about 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. You'll hear about 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 a lot. Let's look at this real quick because here's the thing, the kicker. And I, I want you to realize this is some scary stuff that's on our doorstep. Uh, we're going to start with verse number seven. I could read this whole chapter. It's really well worth it. But verse number seven, start with verse number seven, second Thessalonians chapter two, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked. Now, if you look in your King James version, even which is remiss in putting capitals, when I say that, I'm, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I wish they would redo it with capital H's for God, you know, when you say he or him. But anyway, and then that wicked be revealed. Wicked is capitalized. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, Christ's coming. So he's basically saying that the wicked's coming. The wicked one is on his way. Something has to happen before he can fully take over 
and that's the restrainer is removed. Restrainers often figured to be the church at the rapture, the uh, the Holy Spirit not working in the same way he works now, whatever way you want to go with it. Even him who's coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. So we have a guy who's going to pop up. He's called the Antichrist. The against Christ in place of Christ, who's going to have the ability to do the things just like Christ did, but not as good and not in a benevolent fashion. And with all deceivableness, deceive, deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they perceive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So people are going to go after this guy and toss Jesus off to the side. Well, nothing to do with no Jesus. He's not here to help us. But, you know, <laughs> Damien Thorne, if you know the omen reference there, he's here. We can go to him. He's helping. He's doing things. Verse number 11 should send chill bumps up and down your body. Okay? For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Listen to me. God says he'll send a, a, a great delusion upon those who decide not to listen to him or believe the truth. If you don't believe the truth of Christ, you are very easily in a position to be deceived by God. It's in the Bible, folks. I'm not making this up. I read it to you. Read Romans 1. It also says there that he turned them over to a reprobate mind. People who just would not stay with God. The people who, I don't want nothing to do. Don't give me that track. Don't talk to me about Jesus. Don't give me all that. I don't want nothing to do with him. They turned over to a reprobate mind. They're turned to the point where they can't come back. God's done it to them, not the devil. He doesn't have that much power. He can't overcome your wanting to be saved. If you want to be saved, if you haven't been yet and you want to be saved, it's very simple. Just ask the Lord to forgive you and to be your, for him to be your Savior and the Lord of your life, period. There's your invitation for today on Monday. November the 1st. Now, I said I'd talk about Prep 101. Let's do it real quick. We just did the very most important thing. Get your spiritual house in order. Number one, always number one, spiritual house in order. Because even with all these things that are going on, you may, you may go on to life's other side. You may die before any of these things happen. And you want to go and be with the Lord at that instant. That's all there is to it. Spiritual house and order first. Understand how that happens and do it. Okay, moving on from that. You got your spiritual house in order. Get your house in order. Make sure you've got food. 
whatever it is. Start canning stuff. Buy whatever you can. Learn how to can stuff, you know, peppers and tomatoes and sauce and chili, whatever it is. So it's easy. Dump it out of the jar into the pot. Eat it. I canned a bunch of stuff last week. I'm letting it pickle for a while. Then we're going to have some mixed veggies and whatnot with some hot peppers in there. But let me tell you, it's when you get into it, if you do it, I do it on a small scale, trust me. You know, but if you do it on that smaller scale where it doesn't overwhelm you and you're not freaking out, it's actually kind of interesting and fun because you're thinking about the future. What is this going to taste like in about two or three weeks? You know, uh, it's great that I have this stocked up and, you know, I can hand some off to the family that I have left. Try this, check it out, that kind of thing. I made a bunch of relish too, hot relish. But, uh, you know, things that, you know, those are small. You go to the store and just buy an extra can of beans here and there. I always say beans. Beans are Bibles, beans, bourbon, and bullets. I don't really like you don't get the idea about bourbon that we're drinking it, but it's great bartering. <laughs> the four Bs for bartering. I'm gonna, and Coffee. Now, I'm going to tell you elsewise is that alcohol can come in handy if you get cut up bad. You can use it to clean your wounds. But, you know, you have to survive in certain things, and you need to be prepared. If you're prepared and your neighbors aren't, you are going to be the king. Now, that doesn't mean you get to be lauded over them. It just means, hey, folks, I'm here and this is how you can win souls in hard times. Being benevolent to people. Helping them where you can. And getting them to start growing a garden next year. Because we may we have, we have forgotten, many have forgotten the essentials of things. And you know, drying meats and smoking them and them kind of things that keep things around for a long time without all the preservatives, hormones, and junk. I probably went long enough. Prep 101, folks. Get get your spiritual house in order. Then get your house in order. Talk to your neighbors. Talk to your friends. Say, hey, do you realize how much stuff's going on in the world you don't really know about? Let's be ready. God loves you. I love you. Next time we get together, we'll talk about something else. Something fascinating. Fun. Maybe I'll just stay in the Bible for a day. I, I love doing that, too. Till next time, Tom Rich and Removing the Confusion, November the 1st, 2021. See you later.